Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This segment has been brought to you by Gorilla Strength Equipment. They build the equipment that we all use. They take great pride in what they do and believe wholeheartedly that things worth doing are worth doing right. Everything they send out, they're proud of, and every single item that comes out of that shop has a lifetime warranty. Just as important as producing heavy-duty quality equipment is providing top-notch customer service, their number one purpose in life is to make a difference by helping people. Their goal is not to make a transaction with a customer. That doesn't mean shit. It's to create relationships, build friendships, and help people achieve their goals. The home gym craze is really just gone crazy. People aren't wanting to go pay 40, 50, 60, 70 bucks, you know, to go to a gym and spend, you know, several hours of their life there. They're trying to do it in their home. They're trying to do it in the garage, trying to do it in the basement. They're just trying to get it done. So this is a place you want to go to. Gorilla Strength Equipment will make just about anything. The creative mind that David Dennis has is unfathomable. I'd, I've helped him design stuff myself for strongman events. You might have seen our equipment at Mammoth Strength Challenge. You might have seen it at Kentucky Strongest. You might have seen it at the Arnold Amateur World Championships. Last year, we just used the Bubba Bar as the axle deadlift for that championship. Now, we were able to load that bar up to over 700 pounds. There was no flex. None. None whatsoever. And we still had enough room to put another 400 pounds of bumper plates on there. See, they make great stuff. You need it. I need it. I use them all the time. I've got hubs. I've got axles. I've got bars. I've got grip stuff. Everything that you could ever need from Gorilla Strength is there. You need to contact them and let them know. Now, we're running a special deal for you. If you're listening to this podcast, if you use the coupon code H2OCAST, that's H2OCAST, when you do your checkout, you can get a Bubba Bar at the low, low price of $120. That's shipped. That's everything included. That's called you spend $120 and it's going to get delivered to your house. That is fantastic. You're not going to find another deal like that. Now, these are the same bars that we used at the Arnold Championships, the Amateur, Amateur World Championships. We use these bars. They're fantastic. So if you go online, you go to GorillaStrength.us and you use the coupon code H2OCAST, it's H2OCAST, then you can get these very, very, very special bars for only $120 shipped to your house. Normally, they're $150, so you're getting 30 bucks off. This is a huge discount, everybody. Go and check out David Dennis at GorillaStrength.us. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So on this wonderful episode of the podcast, we're actually sitting inside of Thor's Gym. We're in the upstairs section up here, just chilling on couches and chairs and like just hanging out. The same place where Thor does his bullshit. Um, you know, he mixes his little drinks and shit over there. He's got a little rice cooker. He's got a blender. got everything he needs. That's where we're doing our podcast today. And we're sitting down with one of the top level strongmen in Iceland, which for the rest of the world means probably stronger than you. Um, but, I mean, that's okay. You know, he's, he's all about being humble. He's the super best at being humble. Uh, so we're sitting down with, and I'm going to fuck this up, and I've already asked him like seven times a day how this works, Christian Nielsen. 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 Yeah, the Nielsen part is easy, because mm -hmm. it's just like Nelson, but it's Nielsen, <laughs> but the, the, the Christian with a K and a J in there just fucks me all up. Mm. So 
You finished top three in the world. All right, so that sound that just came over right now, it's actually the showers. That's how into this gym we are right now. It's pretty uh, open layout and, and good and, and set up. So back to this um, <clears throat> super normal name for you and really fucked up name for me. There's a K and a J in your name, and it's Christian. Christian. Yeah. Christian. 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 Yeah. So it's like saying Chris John. Really Christian. Like really. Like owl. Owl. Like you fucking kick me in the leg, yeah. owl. Christian. Okay. Owl. All right, all right. As long as, we, <laughs> as long as we got that down. So if you guys at home are trying to pull him up on Google, uh, good luck. But let's go with um, you know the normal stuff. Uh, Facebook is there. Uh, what's the Instagram tag, Twitter tag, all that, all the handles, all that fun stuff. Well, I only got Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is uh, Christian Strongman with a K and J. With a K and a J. Yeah. Uh, put it in there anywhere you want. It'll just show up. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be fine. But if you go and search through the H2O cast um, Instagram page, you'll find him on there. Mm -hmm. We've been updating all kinds of stuff. So today, man, we got into some cool shit today. Mm -hmm. um, I had to wake up early as fuck. Uh, we were somewhere up north. What's that city I can't pronounce where Siggy's from? Akureyri. That's the one, yeah. The one I, I've been trying all week to pronounce this shit. Can't do it. <laughs> um, Icelandic is a really difficult language, especially when you're a hillbilly like me. Definitely. Uh, I love to talk, but this, this accent's fucking me up, man. So we drove from down there, from up up there, sorry, up there for all my hillbillies out there, up there. Uh, and we came down and we went to Husafell, and that's where we, we met up with you. So go ahead and just tell listeners, uh, what did we do with this lovely little, I guess, town or area or region or touristic mark that is Husafell? What did we do? Well, there's this uh, <clears throat> legendary rock stone. If you will. Uh, it's probably best known in the Strongman as the Husafell Stone. Uh, basically, all stone carrying events is, are named the Husafell Carry because of that stone. Right. Uh, we went and uh, we tried it out. We, we picked that fucker up. It was, it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So give us a little bit of history on the Husafell Stone itself, and why is it why is it so iconic? I mean, it's on this tiny little island mm -hmm. in the North Atlantic. Mm -hmm. You know, on this place that's super fucking cold. Why is that the one that now in all of Strongman, all around the world, if somebody's picking up something really heavy and putting it on their chest, they call it a Husafell? Mm -hmm. Well, here in Iceland we have uh, old traditions, strength traditions, and that's usually with picking up stones. That particular one, the Husafell stone, it, the legends say that uh, a farmer's daughter could carry that stone around the pen, around the sheep pen. Uh, and it's said that the farmer himself uh, carried it a uh, whole circle around the pen. But uh, it's, it's originally this sheep pen that this stone is supposed to be the door of that pen. And to open the pen for the sheep you have to pick that stone up. So I'm not sure really I'm not really sure about the legends. They're they vary, but I'm pretty sure that it drive drove from uh, the farmer's daughter hundreds and hundreds of years ago. It is said to walked a circle with it. And that's why it became a test that whoever could walk a circle with it would be considered, you know, worthy to be called strong here in Iceland. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. So I, I picked this stone up today. And it is it is a monumentous thing. But just to give our listeners kind of an idea, the thing weighs 100, 
and 86 kilograms 186 kilos now for you folks out there on the imperial system that's 410 pounds of rock it's just a big rock there's not any really like good handles on it uh there's not a great place but people have figured out over the years how to pick it up the best way yeah. which we debated over um for like an hour before we did that uh, today <laughs> but this rock this stone um it, it's it's pretty monumental. We we read the sign coming up, and it said that there was three ways you had to do it. You either had to load it onto one of the stones on the north wall. Right. You had to place it in as as the gate, which is the best way I could see from the English side of it, mm -hmm. and then all the way around the pen, which is 120 feet around the pen, so 36 meters. Yeah, around that. That's a super long way when you're carrying 410 pounds on your chest. <laughs> uh, it kind of sucks, but you happen to do it twice. Yeah. So, I did. I did the first circle fairly easy. I considered doing just straight away the second round, but I thought I didn't want to drop it midway, mm -hmm. so I kind of just backed up with it back to the where the pen door is and uh, decided to just do it, do it all over again. And really, you were just trying to be nice to me, so I didn't have to pick it up and carry it back because I wasn't trying to do that. Well, nice um, to all of us. Yeah, it's, it's a, if you drop it on the other side, we have to put it back in its place because. Basically. Super disrespectful to, number one, use the stone as it's not intended, um, or to deface it in any way, mm -hmm. or to leave it out of place. It should be somewhere close to that, um, I guess that would be the west the west wall. Yes. Um, so it's somewhere close to where the, the gate would actually be mm -hmm. for the sheep pen. Now, I've been traveling around Iceland for this whole week, and it's been fantastic. <clears throat> and I'm learning more about how you know they would keep sheep, and how they would do it. And... In America, we use these things called fences, where we use wood, and we put it together, and it makes a fence. Here you guys said, nah, 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 nah. Trees, we don't need those. We're going to use copious amounts of stones and build walls out of that. And that's how you build your sheet pens. That's kind of wild to me, because um, like there's one main corridor that goes down, mm -hmm. and then all these little areas off the sides, because all your sheep are free range. Or at least they were, mm -hmm. not anymore. Yeah. Um, and then that's how you would kind of corral them up. But what's weird to me is around this, in that field, wherever the sheep would be, is a fence to keep sheep from going into the road or anywhere else. Why don't you just use the fence as like a corral to put the sheep into their areas and they can stay inside of a fenced area rather than work your fingers to the bone picking up heavy stones and putting them in a pile? Never thought about that. That's a good. That's a good question. I guess oh. it's just not Icelandic enough to just do it with wood. So that term "work smarter, not harder" did not catch on over here. It still hasn't, I think. Uh, no. Okay, because if I feel like y'all like doing things the hard mm -hmm. way, yeah. So most definitely. But on the to caveat that though, you'll have the best fucking internet I've ever seen in my life. Really, dude, it's fantastic here. Like when we were driving out to the peninsula today to go lift some other stones, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we lost service like what once, maybe twice. Yeah, maybe. And it's for like ten seconds. Well, to be fair, that's kind of recent thing. It used to be. It did not used to be that good. As soon well, as you left the city, so it would just all black out. Yeah. Everywhere that I've been for like the whole out four and a half hour drive up to that city that I can't pronounce. <laughs> um, for that whole drive, I had internet, not through my phone because um, if you have Verizon, <clears throat> just so you guys know, and you travel to Iceland, go ahead and know that your phone is a paperweight and or just a camera. Because that shit will not work. There's no such thing as a Verizon tower in Iceland. 
That sucks. It was okay because yeah, yeah. I just got on Siggy's phone and we hot spotted, and I was able to do everything this entire week off of a hot spot. Damn. Which is weird because in the states you can hot spot to like check an email. All right. And then it's like, oh, we're gonna slow you down. So you could do everything just by hotspotting. I've done everything by hotspotting. Oh shit! This whole week has been all hotspotting. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've been making video calls, been doing everything. Possible. We're gonna upload uh, podcasts. No, everything off of just hotspotting. Damn. Because I've had no signal. Damn. Damn. And we're back. So, little phone ring in there. Um, we had to ask Siggy why he doesn't have his phone on silent. Well, that's because he's a hundred years old. <laughs> so, back to what we we're talking about, mm-hmm. which was phone service. Yeah, enough. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I got to the airport and I got off the plane and I'm like, oh shit, I don't have phone. I was like, I'm supposed to get picked up. He knows my flight gets here, so I'm gonna go wait somewhere. And then I look and I was like, oh look, free Wi-Fi. It's the fastest Wi-Fi I've ever had on my phone. The airport Wi-Fi. Porn came up real quick. Oh my! I mean, it was fast and high Damn. def. I mean, it was it was fantastic. I didn't have to go like that 240p shit. Damn. It was right there. So I was in the lobby just watching porn. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But no, the the speed on it was was incredible. Um, I couldn't believe it. I was like, huh? I wonder if the whole country is like this. And sure enough, it has been. Everywhere I've gone, every household, every um, restaurant, whatever else, there's there's free Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. except for at this gym. There's no free no. Wi-Fi no. at Thor's gym. Well, it's a relatively new uh, area yeah. that we moved to. So, and everybody who's here has a phone. So, yeah. the hell do you need internet for if you've got a phone? Basically, just saying. Um, but no, otherwise, technologically, I think you guys are doing great. I I thought we were way behind on that. Like. That explains why I went to the UK and US and the internet always got cut out and lost. And even though I'm supposed to get internet out there, still just don't. So, Yeah, the States um, kind of sucks for internet. Oh. It really does. Um, I know where I'm at at home, I'm happy because I can watch Netflix. But oftentimes I'm watching. Let me let it buffer for fucking 10 minutes. Sure. Just in one episode or whatever else. Or Hulu. Sometimes it cuts out, it blacks out, it does whatever. And there's nothing you can do, and we pay astronomical prices for fucking internet. Oh, shit. I'm talking like 60 to 150 bucks a month for internet, depending on where you are. And Yeah, it's about, about the same here. It depends on what you, how much you use, obviously. Yeah, stuff. but your guys' service is actually good. Yeah. Like, I have limitless so, Wi-Fi and, and oh, limitless internet, internet yeah. in my home, and it's just, it's like 100 bucks. Yeah, I'm supposed to have that. Uh, I, I, I don't. I get like 15 days of really good internet, and then the other people in my mm-hmm. building that share it, uh, they just steal it all. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, fuck it, I'm done. So, getting back out to this trip though, mm-hmm. and picking up the Husafel, it's it's a really, really big deal. Um, I posted it on social media like earlier today, and got more hits and likes and congratulations on it than I have on, I think, probably when my kid was born. Um, it, is, it is probably one of the biggest strongman feats you can, you can master. It is, it is a really big deal. And for me, being just a fat guy who doesn't even work out, uh, I was very happy mm-hmm. with, with that performance because, you know, when you, when you look at it, it's a very daunting task. It's 410 pounds or 186 kilos. And it, it's, it's a lot. Oh. When you get there, you're like, oh, man, you're in the presence of a lot of really, really strong motherfuckers that have been able to do that. And a lot of people in Iceland haven't even been there to do it no so which is strange i almost think like you've had as, as many foreigners come over here to lift that stone as you've had people here 
actually lift it. Well, I might actually be right now. Yeah, because I know I, there's a lot of people in the strongman community that I've seen that have traveled here, and that's where they want to go is mm-hmm. they got to go to Hoosville. Like, I'm amazed that that's, that spot isn't just like a tourist hotspot. Mm-hmm. Like, we came there, and there was no one there. I was like, yeah. why aren't there more people here? It's the Hoosville stones here. Yeah, come on. You would you would think there'd be more, but we did have a small audience. Yeah, we did. Yeah, a couple of a German couple that just <laughs> I think they found a picnic table and they were like, oh, we're gonna sit here and eat our lunch. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, look, these guys are picking up really heavy shit. Start clapping and yelling. Yeah, they were mini audience. Yeah, they were very energetic. <laughs> yeah. It was nice, so I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny how just like like I told you, you never think picking up a rock could give you that satisfaction, that much satisfaction. It absolutely does, man. It makes it, uh, makes your year just better. Yeah. My arms went up over my head for no reason whatsoever, and they just kind of stayed yeah, there. Just stuck there. They're just stuck there, that it's victory normal. pose. Just, mm-hmm. hey, winning. winning. And I do it now, but you guys can't see it, so it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Um, but, like, that's just how you feel. You're just, like, it. it's such a it's such a rush. So mm-hmm. I took, like, five or six steps with it, and then I just kind of put it down because I didn't expect to walk with it. I was just like, I just want to lift it, mm-hmm. and if I do that, I'll be happy. I probably should have went around that fucking pin. Yeah, you should have. I really just should have took off going. Use that adrenaline rush and just go for it. Yeah, because really on that pick, because I had tried several times and it just it wasn't coming up. My hips weren't in the right place. I was just making all kinds of excuses. I was being a bitch, really, is what it was. Yeah, you just got to read the stone. You're just reading the stone. You have to, you know, get yeah. a feel for it. And so when it, when it finally came up, it really wasn't that bad. It didn't feel like it was going to, you know, crush me. No. But when you look at it and it's on the ground... You're thinking, I'm going to die. Yeah. This is pretty much it. Basically. So when was the first time you actually lifted the Hoosville? That was uh, this summer when I competed in Iceland Strongest Man. Mm-hmm. Where I placed third. I, I, I tried the year before that in Iceland Strongest Man and the year before that, and I failed both times. Really? Didn't even budget. This time, I was nervous. You know, I was like, I can't fail it third time. Bro, that would be that would be shit. I mean, that would mean you just gotta quit strongman. Yeah, basically. You just have to give it. Can't mess with that. You just fuck off. Yeah. But uh, I picked it up with relative ease. Got a big crowd and they were cheering. And as soon as I uh, stood up with it on the chest, I just bolted. Just speed. Mm -hmm. And the crowd went nuts. And all the competitors did not expect that. Like my fellow competitors. Mm -hmm. I think I went 48 or 50 meters with it. Which is, which is relatively good. That's for, a good 150 for, feet. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. a long way for down. For first time, yeah. Yeah. The world record is like 97 meters now. And that's set by Hathor. By Hathor, yeah. The owner of the gym that we're in right now. Yeah, that, basically. Yeah. yeah. But uh, actually in that competition, uh, the record was before it, I think, close to 90 meters. Mm-hmm. And Tom Stoltman was competing with us. Nice, strongest man as a guest along with Luke, his brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually broke Half Thor's world record then with like 92 meters, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Tom is a fucking freak of nature, man. He's uh, never seen an athlete just as impressive as him. He's... Never. He's He is the future strength at the moment, I think. Really? Well, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of those guys that are the, the future with, you know, Martins and uh, Kieloskowski and... Mm-hmm. You know, this younger generation coming up that are just phenomenal athletes, man. These guys are a different breed. So, But the Stoltman brothers, both of them, are pretty well fucking badass. I mean, they both made the finals at Worlds this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, It was incredible watching them. That was the first time, like, brothers 
Yeah, have ever made it together. Yeah, to the and don't they have the a finals. third brother who's like younger than them, but also like a freak of nature too? I'm not sure. I, I know that the Lalas brothers do. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about Tom and Luke. I'm not that's, sure. That's what that's what I heard. But I'll, I'll mm-hmm. confirm that later when I talk to Ziggy. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, that was some shit he told me. So we'll see if he's lying or no, not. You know, probably we'll, lying. We can always research that. Like him. I've got internet. And I can search it. It'll be fine. Right. Um, but no, like he, uh, he's a bit, little bit behind Tom. Mm-hmm. But I think he is a top four contender in the future. Definitely top three, top four. Um, with like Kieliszkowski and. Uh, and Lisa's, yeah, in my opinion, and Half Thor, and Half Thor, yep, because he's not he's not past his prime yet. He's no, not, definitely not. He's no. not ready to give it up. You can never, you can never, uh, you can never look past Half Thor. Ever. No, you, you just just can't. He's always there. I mean, an eight-time podium finisher, mm-hmm. one-time winner, and that's eight times in a row. In a row, yeah, on the podium, he's mm-hmm. just been edged out every time. That's he's sad. always strong enough to win. But something. Just it is a happens. mixture of uh, it's a mixture of strength and luck. Mm-hmm. That's just how all sports are. You have to be, like in football, everything, you have to be up for the sport. You have to be on your top prime. You have to be in top condition and a little bit of luck in there. Yeah. In my opinion. A little bit of luck does help. Mm-hmm. It does. I was lucky to pick the who's fell up and not die today. So I'm very, mm-hmm. very thankful of that. Could have gone worse. Yeah. But, you know, the beard helps. Um, it took 50 pounds off the off the stone. I did it. Yeah. It, the longer the beard is, the, the stronger you are. Shit. So if you start growing that shit out, you might actually yeah. get stronger. It used to be longer. Yeah, see. Did you notice the the drastic change in numbers when you cut oh, the it off? Oh, drastic, yeah. Yeah, drastic. Went from I mean, 100 to, to like a 30%, basically. Yeah, I mean, pretty much that's what it is. You just got to have the beard. Oh, that makes sense. So, with you taking third, who took first and second when you had the Stoltman brothers there? Well, actually, the competition, because they were guests, they got split into two. Mm-hmm. The Iceland Strongest Man Challenge and Iceland Strongest Man. Okay. Obviously, you cannot be from Scotland and be... And win the Iceland Strongest Man. And win the Iceland Strongest Man. In the Iceland Strongest Man Challenge, mm-hmm. I got fifth. I think Aethor, my fellow competitor in Iceland, got fourth. Luke and Tom, third and second, and then Half first. The Iceland Strongest Man category, which is just Icelanders, Half got first. Aethor, our, our buddy here, got second, and I got third. Who took fourth, fifth, sixth? Or how did the rest of that leaderboard go? Or do you just not care about anybody below you? Oh, I'll there's a joke it. there somewhere. Yeah, there's a joke. <laughs> that shit again. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do care about all my competitors. They're they're awesome. They're like my family here, basically second family. I think uh, a guy named Theodore. Mm-hmm. He's probably the tallest strongman competitor in Iceland at the moment. He's taller than Hathor. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. How tall is this big motherfucker? I think he's like two meters, two meters ten centimeters. Two meters ten. Well, that's wait. Isn't that how tall Hathor is? Because he's six nine, mm-hmm. which would he, be he's six nine and, and some, and some. And so some. that's two meters six foot six, so three more inches. Like I've seen them stand next to each other, and it's just like a few centimeters. Okay, apart. so because I mean, Hathor's got to be like two oh nine, maybe two ten. I think he's two oh seven or eight. Okay, I think Th- Theodore is two centimeters taller than him. Don't quote me on that though. I'm just That's a big motherfucker, man. He's very tall. Is he as wide as like mm-hmm. the rest of you motherfuckers? He he's he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. He uh obviously with his frame he could be bigger. How old yeah. is he? How old? Yeah. He is one year younger than me. Or the same year. So how old are you? I am I am twenty six, born nineteen ninety three. So you're a baby. I'm a little baby. Oh beard. man. <laughs> fuck it, a 90s. You're like a millennial. What the fuck? I'm like one of those annoying millennials. Yeah. Yeah. 
But in our talks for the like the past week, you've not come across as millennial or like a super liberal, which I'm very grateful for. I'm very grateful as well. Um, because I I was starting to begin to think that you know people in other countries just fucking hated us and we're all liberals. Um, well, this is a very liberal country, though. It is, mm-hmm. but I really like this country. Yeah. Um, but I've been told many times like how this process and that process will work in the states, and I'm like, this works great for 330,000 people. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. With this system, with this climate, with this mentality and mm-hmm. this idealism, but it does not work for 330 million. No. Hey, why don't you guys just go geothermal? You got a fault line in California. I'm like, that's cool. Mm. 330 million people, bro. That's a lot of power lines we're fucking running for geothermal. (laughs) You realize how many of those plants we got to have along that western seaboard? Let's just shut down the west coast and put a power plant every seven feet, Mm -hmm. and then we might have enough power. Perfect plan. Or we just won't have enough power. We're also going to heat up the ocean um, by a lot because we got to dump that water somewhere. It's going in the ocean. So fuck those fish. Fuck them whales. Well, the ocean there, my God. I was in Florida, and the warmth there is just, uh, for an Icelander, it's it's just devastating. It's devastating, really. And uh, I think the ocean was the Mexican Gulf. Yeah. There, yeah. Actually, we're looking at a map right behind your head. I can see it right there. Gulf of Mexico, yeah. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) But uh, it's like a hot tub. Yeah. It's shit. You're sitting there basically burning and dying on the beach. Yeah, I'm gonna cool down an ocean. Nope. No, you're gonna go sweat in the ocean. You're gonna sweat in the literally sweat in the ocean. Yeah. So there's nowhere to go. Yeah. I've never begged in a begged more to go inside. Like here in Iceland, <laughs> here in Iceland, if you're warm. Yeah. If you're warm, you go outside. Yeah. In the states, if you're warm, you go inside. You go fucking inside. But that's only in Florida. Yeah. And the whole South, and well, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much from like Nebraska down, and in the summertime. Was the whole states, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've, I've got no experience like with seasons in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I'm always in the South. I've only been in the South, really, mm-hmm. where like it's just disgustingly Hot. warm all the time. It, it kind of is, but like in Kentucky, we have all four seasons, so we'll have a spring, a summer, a fall, and then a winter. That's awesome. Um, we'll get snow, but some years we get nothing, and other years we get you know a half a meter. Oh, it's so comfortable. Um, it's kind of weird like that, but our temperatures typically are, you know, it'll get down to like zero for Celsius, 32 mm-hmm. for all the rest of you people. Um, and then the summer, we might hit 105 once or twice, but otherwise the 90s are pretty standard, mm-hmm. so upper 30s. Oh, uh, okay. That's, that's warm. It's fucking hot and miserable mm-hmm. and humid. Mm-hmm. But the one thing you guys don't have here that I really wish we didn't have is mosquitoes. Oof. You have like no bugs here. There, there was one fly that bugged us at dinner, yeah, and it bugged bitch. the fuck out of me. Oh my god! But that was only the second fly I've seen since I've been here. So, mm. really, not so bad. No, when you think about it, no. Like we have, we have shit ton of spiders. I've actually heard that we have this one spider that is the most poisonous spider in the world. More so than like Australia, which is the More land so. of poisonous shit. I've heard this is as just I've heard. It's the most poisonous spider in the world, but it. Its teeth cannot penetrate human skin or any skin at all. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of fuck spider is this? Google. Yeah. You should Google it. Like, I, I've heard that. I swear to God. Heard that somewhere. School, maybe. I don't know. School lied to us all the time, but, you know, I've heard that in school. Pretty sure it's, uh, it's a nice, like, spider. Oh, and guess what? I don't have internet now. <sighs> Sicky. 
Yeah, he went downstairs <laughs> with his phone, so I don't have a hotspot availability. So we'll we'll look that up. We'll have to look that up. We're gonna have to circle back to that mm-hmm. because um, as far as dangerous things in Iceland, it feels like the most dangerous thing you guys have is weather. Oh yeah, freezing to death because you don't have fuck polar bears, you don't have cougars, you don't have bears, you don't really have any predators. Um, we have a Icelandic fox. Yeah, who the fuck's worried about a fox? An Icelander. I mean, you're not used to big bears and shit. You're kind of a little, little bit scared of the fox that come close to you, maybe. So wait, you're telling me all these big, bad motherfuckers <laughs> come to Iceland. They see a little fox and they're like, ooh, oh my god, it's a fox. Well, no, just, it's, it is like, it is a meanie wolf, isn't it? I mean, it's like a super tiny wolf. Super like tiny meanie wolf. Uber, like, wolf puppies are bigger than that. A wolf nonetheless, you know. So. Yeah, I don't, th- I, that's just, I don't see it. I mean, if it bites you. Fuck, make a fist. Like, that's... It's basically like a chihuahua, maybe, attacking you. It's the chihuahua of the wolves. Mm. Yeah, but not as noisy or loud, and they run away. But it's very beautiful. It's like... Yeah, everything here has been pretty pretty stellar, mm. uh, including the women. The women look good. Um, but you're not too concerned about that. No, not really. Because the next thing we're going to get into here, because mm-hmm. I mean, we have to, because you're open about it. You've been free and clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fine. Um, but you are the first... Uh, openly gay strong man in Iceland. Yes, sir. But not the first openly gay strong man in the world. No. I, um, I don't know which one. We gotta look at timelines here. Yeah, yeah. yeah we gotta we have to go back and check Facebook posts to see yeah, yeah, when. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because there's another, there's another strong man that is gay and he's in the States. Uh, Rob Kearney. Mm-hmm. I like him just fine. You have your opinions. I have my opinions. Uh, he'll be on the podcast next month. Awesome. So. By the time this airs, we might be f- actually doing that one. Um, but he's a great presser. He's in the States. He competed at Worlds this year. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get to Worlds. That's the goal, yeah. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. So how high do you need to compete in Iceland to be able to get invited to Worlds? Not really sure. I guess there's a few competitions here in the, in the summer. Like four, five competitions. Magnuson, Magnuson, Maggie... Mm-hmm. Which is basically the guy in charge here, strongman. He would make makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. He he basically looks at the top two, top three in every competition, mm-hmm. and sort of just makes his own decision about it. Just determines if they're actually ready or not. Yeah, like with Sifus, uh, Sifus became uh, came third and second in most competitions last year, mm-hmm. and uh, when Maggie was actually trying to decide who to invite because Arik Gunnarsson uh, declined uh, he has his personal reason school and stuff so Maggie was kind of torn between whether to invite uh, Sifus or the guy I mentioned earlier Eithor mm-hmm. became second this year in Iceland's Strongest Man and he's a strong motherfucker as well no Sifus didn't compete in the the summer show that is Iceland's Strongest Man not this year no right Injury Worlds Injury at Worlds yeah. okay. but uh, last year which determined who got invited this year at Worlds. He was top two, top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so was Aethor. So Maggie was kind of torn between those two. And me being uh, Siki's little helper, sort of. Mm-hmm. He's my best mate. He's also my coach. I sort of hassled. Best mate. Best mate. That's that's a little bit of British coming in. I, 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 I got a British, the... British boyfriend, so it's... That shit's uh, rubbing off. Yeah, a little bit. What the... Oh. But I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's tough vocabulary there. Oh, <laughs> gotta work on that. 
But no, I uh, hassled Maggie to uh, invite Seifu. So I, you know, lay it down. You know, he's got a better grip, better you know, static strength. You know, he's got the experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what it got to Magnus. He said, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I think I'll, think I'll talk to Colin about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we got him. We got him out there. It was, it was kind of awesome to be able to, to see him. Because uh, I could be with, with uh, Sigfus back in 2008. We were doing uh, the shows in Hungary for Natural Worlds. You know, mm. drug testing for strongmen. Fantastic idea. Wow. Worked out well for me because I was in the Air Force. I couldn't do a shit anyway. All so right. it didn't really fucking matter. All right. um, but, you know, I've known I've known Siggy for, it feels like ever. Um, you know, back when I first kind of got started in the strongman and into actually competing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done some shows before that, but local little tidbits, they don't fucking count. Right. Afghanistan and other stuff. Yeah, it shit didn't count. All right. Um, so seeing him, you know, be on the rocks, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. He's mm-hmm. going to Worlds. And then I found out it's in Florida, which is only a 12-hour drive for me. Which, if you were in the States, you'd understand that a 12-hour drive... Did you say only 12 hours? It was only 12 hours, one way. Oh, yeah. fuck off. It wasn't bad. Because you bitched a lot about the four-hour drive to... What's that city called? Akureyri. That's the one. That's a um, long-ass drive, four hours. That's not really that long. It's not that bad. Plus, you guys do like 30 miles an hour around here. So, everybody drives like nice and safe and... Like little old women. It, it kind of feels that way mm-hmm. a little bit. Because I'm, I'm, we're driving around like doing 60 clicks... Which is like forty miles an hour. I'm like, is this a little faster? Well, I guess you got the roads for it, though. We do. We do have the you know the interstate <clears throat> system and everything else. So usually yeah. everything is like seventy mile an hour. So probably was it like a hundred and hundred fifteen, hundred twenty, fifteen twenty, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that's like what we do on almost every road. Um, but they are a little bit bigger, a little more established. Yeah. We have more dirt than you guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of these like uh, mountains and cliffs and shit that falls off in the ocean. You'll have All a lot right. of that. So. Um, I can see where where it would come in, but yeah, you guys drive kind of kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw that he was going to be competing. I was like, I've got to get down there. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen. And then I was lucky enough to meet all you guys. Because um, I actually thought that as well. I got to go down there. I I, I I was not planning on going to Florida this year mm-hmm. at all. I decided two days before I flew up. So wait, you bought a ticket two days before? Two days before. Well, one and a half. It was the evening. So. What the fuck did that cost? Not much, to, to be honest. How much was it? It was like a 90 ISK. So 90,000, sorry, ISK. So 90,000, that's like 900 bucks? Yeah, 900,000 bucks, something like that. that. A day and a half out, you got it for 900 bucks? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's pretty cheap. That was very... I, I looked at it and I was like, that That must be one way. That can't be right. But, but they can't be like a full flight. That's with no baggage. Mm-hmm. But that was like with, uh, with the connection flights and everything. It was total. That was super cheap. Because I know my flight here was like 400 bucks. And I bought it in July. So, I mean... Yeah, that's super cheap. That's super cheap. And that was out of Nashville, which who the hell flies to Nashville anyway. Um, but, but yeah, I decided it with like two days... Well, one and a half day notice and uh, surprise if it was... That's pretty awesome that you did that, though. Yeah. So, did you have fun in Florida? Did you like it? I I love Florida. It's it's warm, but you know, you get used to it. It's an experience, which mm-hmm. I like. You know, how'd you like the whole standing in the sun for fucking nine hours waiting for the contest to happen? Uh, terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. The whole world's strongest man competition is way more way different than I expected. You expected a competition. I expected a uh, competition. It's a TV show, basically. Yeah, I actually, I actually was sitting there because I had the coach pass for mm-hmm. Safus, so I could go anywhere I wanted. 
And uh, I sat down in the tents, well, in the, like the sitting area where, where like an overhead tent was in front of the venue. And Lisa, Martin Lises comes, sits down like in front of me. Mm-hmm. And we're waiting and waiting and waiting. I think it was the log, mm-hmm. if I believe. And I, I kind of, you know, nudge your shoulder. I'm like, Martin's like, what's the holdup? Why aren't you guys going? You're warmed up. And that's what he said. TV crew ain't ready. They got to do their interviews and then we can go. Yeah. TV shows got to happen. Because really, you could knock Worlds out in like one day and be done. Pretty much. You, as far as like the competition goes. Because we, we run contests now with two, three hundred people. And we're doing it in two days with plenty of breaks. And they got all the time in the world to do whatever they mm-hmm. need. And we're just knocking them out. So yeah, do, yeah, yeah, I saw some unhappy faces <clears throat> at Worlds about that. Yeah. But I also saw some guys that were unhappy that it didn't take two weeks. They're like, they wanted it to last longer because they wanted more rest time. I should agree with that. That should have been more rest time. Like, it's all, in that humidity and heat, drive Which, it all like that so much. They always pick some fucking place that's super goddamn hot, I know. super humid, and fucking, like, miserable. I, I bet, I bet they will pick uh, California next time. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Now, those flights, oddly enough, are cost about the same as it did for me to come to Iceland. I flew to Vegas uh, a few weeks ago, and my ticket was like 370 bucks. Wow. Yeah, to fly to fucking just the West Coast. Jesus. It was a direct flight. I'm like, how the fuck does this cost this much? Wow. doesn't make sense. So hopefully you can find a flight there cheaper than I can. Hopefully, yeah. Because, uh, man, fuck that noise. But if it's in Cali, I'm going to go, um, especially if it's four days. Because mm-hmm. when it's two weeks, man, I, I can't take two weeks off of work and just yeah, that's go to the, work. that's the only worry, yeah. Then I've got to have Airbnb. I've got to feed myself for that much time, and I'm off work. I'm not making any money. I, I gotta make money. But you can like so. sort of see it as a vacation. That's what I looked at. It. I, I looked at it as a vacation and a learning experience for myself. Yeah, I mean that's definitely how I treated it. Um, I ended up taking my nephew and his girlfriend with him, mm. um, and we drove down in his car, which was the nicest fucking road trip car I've ever been in, uh, an Audi A8. Oof. Oh man, the front seats. Heated and cooled, which is, you know, oh. pretty standard. Uh, it has massager in the seat. Yeah. I, I, I got to know the cooling seats. That, cooling seats. Never experienced that. That's like mandatory in Florida. That's you got to have it. the best thing ever. Yeah. It oh just keeps God. you from getting like swamp ass, mm-hmm. which is terrible. That's so that can, be, that can be rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other wonderful little feature that it has is automatic cruise control. So the thing... That pisses me off the most, but when I drive on the highway mm-hmm. in the States, you get behind somebody, and you're like, okay, they're going. They're about the same speed. We're good, right? I set my cruise at like 77 in a 70-mile-an-hour zone, right? Mm-hmm. A little over, but not enough to really draw attention. Mm-hmm. The car in front of me decides to do 72. Okay, mm-hmm. we pull that back down to 72. Then they want to go 80. I'm like, well, fuck, I go 77 oh, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get back up there. And then they slow the fuck down to 65. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, why are you in this lane? You're doing 65 fucking mile an hour. Get out of the way. Then they speed back up to 80. And then I see they're on their phone. They're doing fucking mm-hmm. something else. And they're distracted. And if I look anywhere other than watching that fucking car, I could run into them because you're going to slow down to 65 again. Mm-hmm. So this car has cruise control that I could set at 87 because it was a faster car. Mm-hmm. I set it at 87. And then as it gets just close enough to that car, within four car lengths, it says, you know what? We're going to slow down. No way. So it automatically adjusts how fast they're going to what you're doing. So you're not on and off the brake. You're not hitting the cruise. You're not hitting coasts or going back and forth. You're just driving. 
you get to just enjoy the cooling seats with the massage in your back, with the wonderful stereo system, and plenty of leg room even for my fat ass. That's awesome. Um, even the back had enough leg room for me. Jeez. The back seats. And this thing is fucking beautiful. And it's like an 11. I want to know what the new ones are like. That's the thing. We don't really, <clears throat> we don't really need these kind of cars here. To be honest. I don't know. I think I would want it here, though. No. It's an all-wheel drive car. Super comfy. And for those really long drives that you bitch about, mm-hmm. you know, for being four hours away. <laughs> um, it's not. And it got decent gas mileage. I'm talking like 20, 25 miles to a gallon. That's an expensive car, though. It is. But you want to, like... But it's nice. Do you want to do that to your car, having it here? Have you seen the seasons here? Have you seen the road conditions here? You guys have two seasons. Yeah. You have winter, and then for four days, you have summer. Summer, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Got awesome summer for these one and a half months we got now. For the four days? That's nice. It was awesome. So, did, were you off all four of those days from um, work? Fortunate, unfortunately not, no. No. Did you catch one of them? Some of them, yeah. Oh. Like, maybe two. That's good. I mean, mm-hmm. you got half, mm-hmm. so that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess it's been unseasonably warm since I've been here. I've never experienced this kind of warmth in September. Yeah. I'm really glad I came this week yeah. um, because it's been, for for all the uh, Imperial System people, it's been 50s and 60s the whole time here. Almost hit 70 at one point. And for you guys, it's been, what, 13 to almost 20. Mm-hmm. Like all week, it's been really nice. It rained for a couple of days, but yesterday or today, beautiful. Today we got awesome weather down in Hoosville, mm-hmm. but then it started raining on us quite a bit. Yeah, I think we should have maybe took that as a sign mm. because we went to another place to yeah. do some stones, and they're the stones of Davik, right? Uh, Dritvik. Dritvik. Yeah. Dritvik. Yeah, my fucking accent's terrible. Uh, if anybody's going to be out there being a douchebag and making fun of that, uh, go ahead, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher it. Um, so, Dridvik. Dridvik, yeah. Dridvik. Mm-hmm. Dridvik. Fuck, mm-hmm. that's tough. <laughs> so we went there to go do these stones, which was another two hours out. We go out on this little peninsula, um, and the scenery is fucking amazing. Even though it was raining, being right there on the coast, mm-hmm. just seeing the rock formations, the waves coming in, crashing in. Um, we get out of the place where... Where Sigfa said, this is it. This is where we got to go. We get out of the car. You grab your bag. Mm. Nice big rolling heavy bag. Ass back, yeah. Heavy ass bag. And we start walking up this trail. And we get to the top of the trail. And then we realize, this ain't it. Oh, it's a circle. Yeah. Just a circle. Yeah, so we're, going just, back. we're just going to go back to the car. Yeah. Carry that bag, bro. Carry that yeah, bag so all okay. the way around. Yeah, it was, it was like a good a time. Moron. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And we gave you a lot of shit for that. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you probably deserved I deserved it there yeah for sure mm-hmm. so then we go down to where the the actual beach is mm-hmm. and dude I swear everywhere that we go we're walking into this new area I feel like I'm going into a new section of where the Lord of the Rings was filmed yeah I've, I've, I've never been to Dritik before mm-hmm. and even like you said with the rain looked awesome so but yeah walking down that path to the beach I when I said like I feel like I've I'm entering the elven kingdom like, that's what it felt like. Like we were going like really from Middle Earth into the Elven, mm-hmm. Elven side. It was awesome. Because we get down there and it's it's covered in these these pebble rock, and it's all black. Mm-hmm. All the rock is black, and the stones have that, that gray color. But they were all rained on, so they looked they looked black to me anyway. Mm-hmm. I am colorblind, so I might fuck this up. Mm-hmm. But it's black. How do you screw that up? Mm-hmm. Um, and we get down there, and this place is just it's freaking amazing. It is. Yeah. And you guys have these spots everywhere in Iceland. 
all over the place. It's just amazing scenery, mm-hmm. awesome shit to look at. Fucking mountains everywhere. Like you can't throw a rock without hitting a fucking mountain. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, more mountains than have people, probably. I'm probably okay with that. It's yeah. okay. So more sheep than people. More mountains than people. More sheep. There's probably a joke in there somewhere with yeah. sheep. Um, ah, yeah. But I, I'm not. Stretch, I'm but... not gonna get in there to call you guys sheep fuckers. I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. I'm gonna hold on to that for myself. Maybe save that for Seggy for later. Yeah, please um, do. But, he's more uh, of a sheep fucker puppy than me. So he's from Akure, So Oh, okay. Yeah, he's one of those Northern Yankee people. Yeah, those people are have a reputation. Yeah, North. Kind of like how he says for um, people in Reykjavik. Oh man, it's raining. Well, you live in Reykjavik. Oh man, it's 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 warm here. Oh, you live in Reykjavik. Everything's because you live here. Yeah. Which is weird. You guys have so much division in such a small country. Yeah. And yet, if anybody says anything about Iceland itself, y'all team up, and you're all on the same team. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of funny. You can you can always find division mm-hmm. everywhere that you go. But usually, the Reykjavik people don't like like Akureyri, and the Akureyri people don't like Reykjavik and stuff. Is like there that. any reason for it? Like well, any really good one? Like was there a civil war? No. Did you guys have slaves? No. Like, like was I, there anything? Like I'm from Reykjavik, and the reason I don't like Akureyri because it's boring. It's nothing to do there. They get the worst winters, hmm. by far, because they're way up, like, more up north. And it's just, yeah, there's nothing to do there. It's boring. You should have definitely come up with us for the four days I was up there. I had shit to do all day, every day. It was fucking amazing. I loved it. But I was out seeing stuff. I was out doing yeah, yeah, things, there's, you there, know. Yeah, like touristy stuff, yeah. There's probably a lot. Well, not like, it has good. bars and it has all that, you know, but. Well, we did that, too, because, you know, I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, so we went out at the bars and they don't close till like four in the morning and I'm like that's it's kind of great because mm-hmm. in the states it's like two o'clock yeah. or midnight or something super early that's actually just like a, I believe it's it drove from uh, the reason why we have it open the bars open so late it's because people come so late mm-hmm. they come at like 12 1 yeah downtown there's a reason for that like People in the UK and people in the US call us crazy. Like, going downtown at 1? It's not supposed to be when you're done downtown? Like, mm-hmm. go downtown, what, 8, 9, 10, probably? Well, in the US? people like to think that they, uh, they pre-game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they like to go downtown at, like, 10, 30, 11. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're not having as much fun between 10, 30, 11 when you're power drinking. Yeah. And that's what they go down there for, to get drunk. Yeah, yeah. So they get in there and they order their four or five shots and they just slam them all down and they get a beer and they slam that down and, man, I haven't drank enough. Oh man, did you hear about how much I drank last weekend? It was just so great. I'm gonna drink this much this weekend. It's mm. like a contest. It is, yeah. And I'm thinking I want to drink as slow as possible so I can enjoy it, and be the cheapest date I possibly can, and not spend eight hundred dollars at the fucking bar. That's what I'm thinking. I want that's, to do. That's 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 the thing right there. The reason why people in Iceland go so late is because the alcohol here is astronomically expensive. Down in the bars. Yeah, a little bit. I That's why they buy like it. 70 bucks. Yeah. They buy from liquor store, get drunk at home so they don't have to drink downtown. Yeah. And go downtown like one. Yeah. But everybody was having a great time, though. Mm-hmm. We hit like three different spots, had a great group of people, um, Siggy and his friends and family and people he really, you know, cares a lot about. A lot of people I met in Florida um, that were from oh. up there. So I was like, this is awesome. This is good mm-hmm. times. And uh, it was just, it was just fun, man. Uh, I had a great time. So you should have came up there with us. Yeah, I like visiting there. I visit Safeway sometimes to train and just to chill. Mm-hmm. So, it's a it's an enjoyable place to visit, but I would never. I don't think I would ever want to live there now. 
And the weirdest thing is he said the same thing about Reykjavik. He, like, he doesn't want to live here because it's too much hustle and bustle. Mm, yeah. I was like, hustle and bustle? This place is like a large town to me. That's what I'm it's, thinking. It's not even a city. It's yeah. just a large town. Like the tallest mm -hmm. building you'll have here is like, what, fucking four stories? Probably, probably about, about it, you know? Because they say you don't have tall buildings because if you did, there'd be a lot of people waiting to jump off of them. I don't understand <laughs> why that would be. A lot be. of darkness here in Iceland. A lot of darkness, mm -hmm. yeah. So that I guess I mean that's really the only downside to Iceland because everything that I've seen since I've been here, it's fucking incredible. It is, yeah. Women are gorgeous. Fucking, there's food everywhere. There's no McDonald's, which I'm thankful for. Um, cause Used I probably to be. Eat it. Not anymore. Used to could, but mm -hmm. no, not no more. Which is fine. Mm -hmm. I'm good with that. Well, the um, problem with food here is like everything closes at ten, basically or nine, which is better than like where I'm from. I'm like in the states, if you want to get like some food at like. Two in the morning or whatever, three in the three in the night. You just what? Don't you have like Uber? If you're in the cities, see, uh, I don't live in the city. I live in Kentucky. You're in Kentucky, where we barely even have Uber altogether. Which right. you guys don't have Uber here, which is no. weird to me. But like, no Uber Eats. No, I can get liquor delivered to my house, but I can't get food. And liquor is 15 miles away. Food is five miles away. They mm -hmm. won't deliver, but I can get liquor. So. That's that extra step right there. Yeah, I mean, it's an extra little bit. Mm -hmm. But if I'm at home and, you know, I'm drinking, I don't want to go drive anywhere. I can just call up and be like, hey, can I get a, let me get like, you know, a case and a, and a bottle. And they're like, sure, we'll be there in 30 minutes. Should. Yeah, nice. that's, that's fucking nice. nice. So, mm -hmm. like on that aspect, it's good. But everything else, like if you're in a city, if you're in LA or New York, everything can be delivered. It doesn't matter what it is. You yeah, can get yeah. delivered. I've heard that. You can get hand jobs delivered. It, does, it just doesn't matter. Everything. So you might want to look into that. Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe get into that service. <laughs> Buying um, that here, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, like, you say everything closes at like 10. That's not bad. Where I'm from, dude, they're so tired from rolling the sidewalks in at 5 o'clock. Everything closes at 6. Jesus. They're like, oh, sun might be down soon. We're going to shut her, shut her down. Shut her down. Yeah. That's yeah, it. you're closer to us than, than the actual states then. Yeah. Like, the, it's, we're more rural area. I feel yeah. like this is a rural area <laughs> with really awesome scenery. Yeah. And really cold winters. It's, it's kind of the same. Yeah. And another thing that I really noticed about this place is uh, everywhere I go, everybody speaks English. Yeah. Just... I'll hear them speak Icelandic. And then they'll look at me and I'll ask for something. They're like, oh, yeah, sure. We, we've got that. Yeah. We do this over here and this and this and this. And they just talk to me like normal. I'm trying to. I don't even attempt the language because I'm going to fucking butcher it so bad. Mm. It'll just look like I'm patronizing people and just being a dick. That's what it feels like. I'm not even really attempting the language. Right, right. Um, but everybody here has spoke English. Well, yeah, it's because, you know, it gets taught in school here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the culture, you know, TV, we don't, like, sure, there is, like, Icelandic spoken, like, TV shows here. Mm -hmm. But it's not like in Spain where they just turn everything Spanish. Every yeah. movie, everything. They, they, don't they can dub here. everything. Yeah, yeah, they dub everything. We don't really dub here. We get brought up with English, kind mm -hmm. of. So that's probably why, like, five, six-year-olds can speak English here. Yeah. Probably. I know. We were hanging out with, like, Siggy's kids, and they were picking up everything we were saying. Mm -hmm. They understood it pretty well, and I was like, huh, they're, they're doing a lot better than I would with Icelandic, because mm -hmm. I'd still be just staring at people, like, lost. Just the what? Huh? Yeah, well, it's, it's hard. Like, my, my, my boyfriend has lived here for about four years, mm -hmm. and he still struggles with the language. Like, he's trying to learn it. So yeah. it's a slow process to learn this language, I think. Yeah, he taught you how to say mate. Mate. Yeah. Mate. Mm-hmm. 
And all for fuck's sake. All oh, for oh, fuck's oh, sake. for fuck's sake. Not for fuck's sake. Not for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. I say I say that I say that just regularly yeah. it's like I'm not thinking it yeah it's just there and people here like I work with they're like dude why are you speaking English oh sorry because like I speak speaking Icelandic and I'm like oh for fuck's sake and they're like wait why why are you just throwing English in there like, instead of just swearing in Icelandic like a normal Icelander yeah like a normal person yeah, yeah just swearing your own language because I have to switch languages at home and then at work mm-hmm. so, so it, it's a pretty easy transition for you then so it's easy, yeah, but it gets confusing sometimes, you know. I bet, I bet it mm-hmm. can, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this. Um, go more back to the, the strongman stuff in the gym. Nice. So you work out at a couple of the different gyms here. Yeah. Um, there's two very prominent strongman gyms. Mm-hmm. One is the one where we are now, which is yeah. Thor's Power, mm-hmm. and then there's Jackabook. Jackabook, yeah. Jackabook. Jackabook. I don't know why you don't pronounce or for it. the or for the pronounce your J's for the for, <laughs> for the for the foreigners. It's uh, the nest of giants. Nest of Giants, Giants Nest, also. Giants works. Nest, yeah. Either one of those translations. I works. think the Nest of Giants sounds more cool. Yeah. Of the, of the podcasts I've done, I've done one at, at uh, Yakubo mm-hmm. and one here. So awesome. I'm like, this is kind of kind of fun. We're gonna get another one in here in a little bit. It's it's, um, it's sort of it's, the thing is with these gyms, they're they're equally as, in my opinion, they're equally as epic, mm-hmm. but they're vastly different. Yeah, I do notice a lot of differences. Uh, Yakubo has that. It's not it's not a dirty gym. But it's it has raw. that feel yeah, yeah, of that, that old school, like this is where you do work. <laughs> we ain't got time for no fucking cardio yeah. equipment. Like what recently moved as well. Mm-hmm. In the old location, it was like in a, in a fucking cellar. Yeah. Dark, barely in air conditioning. It was yeah. uh, it, it was as raw as it could get. Yeah. Red so. plates don't matter. Feel for the braille to find yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Pick it up. You know how heavy it is. Now, this is like fancy Yakubo how it is now. New plates, yeah. new bars, you know, it's... Yeah, I actually helped him put some equipment together the other day oh, in, oh, in awesome. between my naps. In between naps, right? Yeah, well, see, I had arrived after flying in from JFK after I'd been up for like three days. Flying from Vegas to home mm-hmm. and then was there for the night. Didn't really sleep. Hung out with my girlfriend for a minute. Um, so no sleep there. And then went down on a plane at five in the morning, flew to JFK, stayed in New York all day. Then got on a plane that night, flew over here. And didn't really get much sleep on the plane. And then I was like, all right, let's start the day. I'm not wasting time. So we go to Yaka Bowl and putting together, you know, uh, a glute ham machine and uh, a Concept 2 rower and some other shit. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, let's fucking do work. Let's get this done. And then do a podcast with Maggie before he leaves on his flight at 3 o'clock. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is how this week's going to go. We're just going to stay busy. So <laughs> and then I think I finally went to sleep like around midnight or so. And I mean, I crashed Jesus. pretty, pretty hard. That's a long day. Yeah. It's it a very long day. Like 72 hour day. Fuck. You know, I keep talking about we need a 36 hour day so I can get more shit done. I agree, yeah. I don't know if my body could take that. Yeah. I might die. It could definitely happen. If you die, you die. It's just... Yeah, fuck it. I mean, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I guess up here, you guys have all the sunlight or none of the sunlight. Yeah. It really just turns into those 36 hour days. Yeah, like in the winter, you... You get less productive, you know. You feel like, oh, you never see the sun really. You go to work, it's no sun. You go from work, no sun. Mm-hmm. You're at work, no sun. It's just never any sun. You're at home, no sun. <sighs> like just, you know, it's depressing. Yeah. But the thing I wanted to say for Jacobo is, did you actually, like, uh, get to look at the, look at the, the plates, the barbells, the old ones, mm-hmm. the ones that John Paul, yeah, owned, yeah. 
Like the one that uh, that Maggie made for him that actually rotates inside yeah, of the bar of his, for his shoulders. Yeah, because of his shoulders, yeah. Yeah. So I always heard about this bar. Maggie mm-hmm. told me about it years ago, and I saw it in like, the documentary and mm-hmm. um, all the other things that had come up. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So to go and see it, yeah, and touch it, and go, hey, legends have fucking touched yeah. this. More strongman titles have touched this bar than any other one exactly. in the entire world. Like I started training there. I didn't even think about it. Then I just... Um, talked to Maggie me and Maggie are good pals we were chatting and he mentioned it like oh yeah that bar you know use the bar that uh, John Paul had, had I'm like the John Paul had what like yeah he owned many of the plates here and mm-hmm. many of the bars I was like shit I've been training with his equipment all along you know yeah that's pretty awesome he's a he's a very polarizing guy even though you know he died in 93 the year I was born basically yeah, yeah still He's, he's still a household name. Yeah. I mean, we ate at the burger joint just a little bit ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I ordered the John Paul. Yeah. Because that's that's what you order. It's got more meat on it. Yeah. So, fuck yeah. Meat, yeah. Everyone, yeah. it's got this saying, there's no hole for John Paul. There's a saying here. Mm-hmm. He said that when he was deadlifting, I believe, and I think the competition was pure strength. Was that during pure strength? Yeah, I think so, with Bill Kazmaier and uh, yeah, 87. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was deadlifting this barrel. Oh, no, this, uh, the cart, the, the wheel. The thing. cart, yeah, yeah, the wagon cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. The, the, the kind of rectangular bar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he yelled it out there when he was deadlifting like a thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. And it became like a household thing. I, I've known it since I was a baby. Yeah. That saying, and John Paul, so. Yeah. I mean, that stuff probably gets put on like baby blankets and rack, rack Probably, yeah. And it should be. It's a good idea, actually. Yeah. yeah. When you decide to, you know, Find some kids somewhere and just, you know, bring them into your home. Just give them those. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that's where you got to go. You got to find them. <laughs> we got to find those. Yeah, yeah, only making a bunch. So, <laughs> no, pretty sure really. you got to find them. No. <laughs> but, um, so, what else about Iceland, man, just makes this place, like, different? I know we, we did the pool thing. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to do that every single day I've been here. Mm-hmm. Because it's fucking awesome. It's really good. Um, is, that, is that the fucking secret? To all you big bastards being so damn strong. Something in the water? I think there's something in the water, man. Mm-hmm. Because I feel stronger after a week of getting no rest, eating fast food all the time. And I, I feel stronger. I yeah. picked up a Hoosfell stuff. Yeah, but like, think about it. We have extremely clean air here. We have clean water. Yeah. Minerals in the water. Like, it doesn't get any, like, it doesn't get better than this mm-hmm. in terms of health. Like, there's barely any pollution here. Like, not at all. So, yeah, litter doesn't exist here. No. So, like, we are pretty lucky to be able to just turn on any tab in the country and just get the freshest, coldest water you can get. It's just Yeah, you can't do that everywhere in the States. No, um, I've, I've come to, come to uh, country realize that. Like, the first thing I miss when I go to the States or UK is the water in Iceland. Yeah. Because water here, it's just, it's just everywhere. Mm. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. You can just take your bottle inside, you fill it up in the sink, and... Yeah, and even, yeah. like, uh, there's this waterfall in Kvalfjordur. You know where the tunnel was when we drove through. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a waterfall. I, I, I took Liam there, like, I think it was two years ago. It's a, it's a long hike. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This segment is brought to you by Bullstrong. Bullstrong is an apparel company started by a good, close, personal friend of mine named Bull. Now, I'm here to tell you about what Bullstrong really is. Bullstrong's a mentality. It's a belief 
you can do anything. You've trained your mind as hard as you have your muscles. You believe in yourself and you know your own potential. You're the type of person who stands up for what you believe in. You do what you say and no one doubts it. To be truly bull strong, the word quit, not in your vocabulary. If you're listening to this and you instantly thought that fits your description, then support our brand. Proclaim to the world you are indeed bull strong. You can access bull strong on Facebook. Just go and search bull strong. He'll pop right up. You've got bull strong apparel. It's bull dash strong apparel.com to put it simple. Bull strong is a company that don't suck. But yeah, like I was saying, uh, I took Liam to that waterfall and we, it's a long hike up and we get to the top. It's like just a river. Out, out in the country and um, I we had a water bottle which was, which was empty and I just went to the the river and just filled it up and he was like what the fuck are you doing I'm like what can I drink that water I'm like why shouldn't I drink that water it's from a river someone could have it's dirt and pee and everything I'm like no no t- have a taste and he's like no no but he had a taste of it and it, he just saw his eyes lit up like this is the best water he has ever had so mm-hmm. You don't really get dirty water here. You can trust all, most creeks and rivers. Yeah, unless it's like in the city. You unless know, it's glacier. The so glacier. glacial water you want to avoid. They, those get pretty dirty. Like yeah. Filled with dirt. They're like brown sometimes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of silt in there. They eat up the dirt. It's just mm. kind of mixed in and mm-hmm. that could be kind of tough. But I mean, the amount of waterfalls I've seen in this place, it's more than I, I saw cars going past. Yeah, we got more like. waterfalls than people, so. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. And it's rained, you know, a good portion of the time we were here. So, I mean, everything was kind of flowing. Mm-hmm. There was never a waterfall. It was like, oh, this is supposed to be flowing, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and then, we, you know, we walked all the, the geysers and doing all the other stuff. But we did the, the hot baths. And, dude, you just feel so much better at the yeah. end of the day. And what I noticed is in the States, there's pools. We have them. Mm-hmm. They're not hot water, uh, because no, people in the states would freak out about like bacteria. Oh my God, it's gonna be dirty. It's gonna be gross. And what I see is here, you go into the little shower room. You have to shower. Mm-hmm. You get clean, and mm-hmm. then you go get in the pool because yeah. you wash off all the bullshit that you've yeah. dealt with all day. Tourists don't do that much here. They should. They should, yeah. Because they're dirty, nasty fuckers. Yeah. I did all the stuff that Siggy told me to do because he mm-hmm. said, "Look, when you shower, dude, you, you just gotta go naked." And I'm like, what? Sorry. Well, do you shower in your clothes home? No, but in public places, typically you don't just go naked. But you shower naked. Yeah. Period. So it was a little weird, <laughs> but I did it. I was like, yeah. well, fuck it, man. If everybody's doing it, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Because nobody's, nobody's trying to check you out. Nobody's trying to fucking bend you over. It's just a fucking stupid stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, which also brings me back to, I'm pretty sure that uh, Americans were not the ones looking for freedom when they left Europe. I think they were the proves that could kick the fuck out of Europe. They said, look, guys, y'all are a little too strict. Get the fuck out. Because look at okay, Europe yeah. now. Everybody's like free and, you know, it's a little bit more clear. Things are things are a little bit easier to deal with in Europe. Whereas yeah. in the States, everybody's, my feelings, my feelings are hurt. Well, you can't do anything. And I don't like how you're living your life. So you need to change it. Because oh, I don't that, like it. That is a lot in the States I've seen. But it's, it's becoming a thing here as well. I've seen Stop it. it. Yeah, you're the new that's generation. what I'm saying. Fucking stop, stop it. it. Yeah, 
make that shit go away because mm-hmm. the way you guys have it now it's great man because you go and you, and you get in this water and all the water here is fed by the city there's no like boilers there's no, no um hot water heaters that's a great thing i i experienced like, that in the uk boilers like oh you have to twist this thing mm-hmm. and then you have to turn the shower i'm like why don't you just turn on the fucking shower no, that's not how it works. No, yeah. It's it weird. Work that way. Strange. Um, so having having a boiler or a hot water heater in your house in the states is normal. Having hot water pumped in by the city is not normal. That's weird to us. But mm. here it's like that's the way everything goes. That's so all the pools cool. that we get into are separated by degree, and they all have a valve inside of them, and they just keep the water fucking hot as shit. Yeah. And it's fantastic. All outdoors. Yeah, and it stays mm-hmm. full. It's like a gathering place of people. Yeah. Whereas in the States, you know, the pool will be open for parents to drop their kids off. So they'll have to listen to them scream all summer long because mm. they're not in school. That's what pools are in the States. Um, they're not places for adults to go and, and talk. And when we were there, I saw like three kids total. Um, and one of them we brought with us. Yeah. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's like... I don't know if it is the reason, but we've got like natural springs here mm-hmm. all over the country. I think it's just like developed probably maybe from that. Like we have to have outdoor like pools and tubs. So it's like it's in every city. It's in every little town basically. And all of them stay open until like 10 o'clock and they're open all year round? Yeah. That's so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking from like the building to the pool, do you like hit ice and slide? Because it gets that cold. Oh, yeah. That happens. So, are you in the wintertime, do you wear shoes? No. You just just go with it. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah. I mean, but sometimes the ground is heated up close to the tubs and pools, but, you know, it does get icy sometimes. I've experienced that. Have you ever, like, fall, bust your ass? Yeah, that's, that's happened a few times over the years. So, so a lot of times? Not a lot. Not as... Not, as I got heavier, I've been more careful, because if I fall, I might... Like it's gone from being hurt to possibly die and break the thing that I've fallen. So. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, that's, that's gonna be tough. So I'm more careful now. Mm-hmm. And you're not you're not like a huge guy. You do weigh a lot for a short guy. Um, and I just say short because you're shorter than me. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So how how tall are you? In feet, I'm like five eleven. There's no way you're fucking five eleven. Not even close. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. What are you in centimeters? I'm 179. 179. Yeah, I only think that's 5'11. Ziggy, what is that in? Uh... Okay, good. So we now have our research guy back. I promise this. you it's 5'11. You're not 5'11, though. I'm not shorter than 5'11. I've stood next to you. You're mm-hmm. not 5'11. I'm 5'11. Because that would mean you're almost as tall as me. 5'10 and 15, 32. 179. All right, so I'm gonna. After this podcast, we're getting a measuring tape, and we're gonna we're gonna check. Measure it downstairs. We're we're gonna measure that shit downstairs. I ain't a fucking midget. I mean, you're not a midget, but you're not six foot tall. So. Never said I was six foot tall. Five eleven. Yeah, not even close to that. I don't don't see it. I can like see the top of your head as we walk. Like so it's something. okay. It's okay to disagree when I'm right. It's just it's fine. <laughs> it's you know, okay to disagree when you're right. I respect, I respect right. your opinion, but <laughs> your opinion fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so back to you being a, a not as large as you know some of the other competitors, mm-hmm. you still hold your own. Yeah. You do really well with that. 
because you said you're what, 141 kilos? 141, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a decent amount of size for a guy who's, and I'll do air quotation marks here, 5'11", because um, I don't believe that shit for a second. I um, don't want to sound like an asshole, but I am taller than Rob Kearney. Oh, it's possible. I am. Because Rob's not very tall. Mm-hmm. But he started as a two thirty one guy. He was he was lightweight. I, I I was I was I was light once. When you were competing in powerlifting, when I competed powerlifting, I was a lightweight. I was like in eighty kilogram and ninety kilogram category. Man, that's little. Very little. That was a long time ago. I was like yeah, it was seven years ago, six years ago. Yeah, that's that's enough time to be able mm-hmm. to put on that much weight. You didn't yeah. do it all in like. One year, you didn't pull a Kevin Knee and just you know gain no. fifty kilos in one year. Thankfully, no. And be like, oh yeah, I'm, I, this is totally natural. Oh yeah, fuck this. my knees. What? Oh okay. yeah, my, oh tore both quads. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. And a bicep and Damn, a pec, yeah. and my back's fucked. And I don't know how this happened. This mm-hmm. is such a mystery to me. Hmm. But yeah, I have come to see that I am one of the shortest guys. Magnus, uh, make sure to mention that every single competition that I competed. Yeah, he he likes to find one thing about you and just kind of hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah, but he's but he's a nice guy about that. Eat it. So yeah, here here a couple <laughs> inches. If you are five eleven, we got to measure that. We got to we got to make sure. Make sure you're little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's five nine. Five nine. Rob, Rob Kenny's listed online as five nine. So I'll confirm that with him too when I see him in a few weeks. Right. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I get to go to Boston again, which is weird because my flight back is through Boston. Like, no. Can we just knock this out on this two hour layover? <laughs> no, it's not gonna work. Damn. Um, but, but you know it, it's fine. It's it is what it is. But yeah, being being short definitely has its has its uh, has a good side and a bad side. So moving forward, mm-hmm. you're you're a fucking young guy. You're 26, mm-hmm. super young. You get the whole world ahead of you. What are your plans for strongman? I mean, you you finished third in Iceland's strongest, Iceland's strongest man. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're probably a top five guy in Iceland, which is a, a really really big fucking deal. Especially when you've got guys like Half Thor, yeah, sitting behind us, you know, Siggy, who's mm-hmm. your coach too, coach, yeah. um, and then Ari, and then you know all the rest that are here. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty deep deep pool. It's a tough field. To so with. where are you going to go with it? What are you going to do? I well, short term, and short term is meaning short term. I want to win Iceland Strongman mm-hmm. in the near future. And then eventually, so does that mean you want to beat Half Thor, or does that mean you want Half Thor to stop competing in Ice and Strongest Man? Half Thor will have to start stop competing in Ice and Strongest Man in order for anyone to win. So you don't think you can beat Half Thor? No. Okay, I just wanted to get that on record and make sure that we knew that that's what was going mm-hmm. on. I could never. I like. I can. I can say that with full conscience. I could never beat Half Thor. Just because he's like a foot taller than you. Yeah, and like that lifts like fucking five four hundred and seventy two kilograms. Like, yeah, like, I mean that's, that's to- anybody can do that. You know, off season we, deadlifted four twenty like was nothing. Uh, yeah, anybody can do that. I mean, the, do Tom that. Stolman did that. I mean, we saw yeah, yeah, Tom Stolman. Yeah. yeah, he's not yeah. a freak of nature at all. No, 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 no. So how do you take yourself from, you know, the, being a top five guy, to being the best in Iceland? Because I mean, you guys do have kind of a reputation for putting out the strongest motherfuckers on the planet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in my opinion, it's just all about consistency, really. Just stick at it. I tend to like lose myself and go like listen to the guys at the gym and like go heavy and like go a little bit off the program, in air mm. quotes. But so when you do that, how many major injuries have you had? None. 
Well, okay. I injured myself when I was in powerlifting when I was 17. I uh, got a herniated disc in my back. So mm -hmm. That's the only real injury I've had. So. so advice from an old guy to a new one. Mm -hmm. um, all that uh, masculine testosterone shit in the gym. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you should definitely do like one more. Mm -hmm. If it's not coming from your coach, stop listening to that bullshit right fucking yeah. now. Um, it it has had its uh, ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Like, personally, I don't regret doing any of them, but I can see why I shouldn't have. Yeah. Well, you don't regret them until they hurt you. When you get yeah. hurt, then you go, man, I really regret fucking doing that. Like when we were doing the Hoosfeld today, mm -hmm. I was like, I really want to pick this up again and take it for a loop. Mm -hmm. But I knew if I do that, one, the second set of stones we're going to do, we're going to be fucked. No mm -hmm. way I'm doing those, mm -hmm. which... We won't talk about that. No, that's not. fucking rock anyway. Um, but then, like, something could go wrong. Yeah. Picking it up once, I knew I knew what to expect. But doing anything more than that was like, okay, maybe I should just not dial it all the way up. Yeah. Same thing for you. You did two laps. But that's you separated them. Because that was probably the smarter idea. I don't know, actually. I know, looking back at it, you're like, man, we should have done that. And I, I agree. Yeah, we should have done it. Done but, it too, but, yeah. You know, look at it now, you're able to sit in this chair and not be in pain. Yeah. If you would take a second yeah. lap, you might have felt a little bit of pain. Maybe. Because, I mean, the dirt's uneven. It's a little soft. There's gravel, there's dirt, yeah. there's rocks, there's shit to trip on. Mm -hmm. Something could have went awry. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, your two laps you did were super fast. They're good, yeah. 36 meters going that quick is really good. Mm -hmm. No reason to really have to grind it out and kill yourself. No, and actually, it's a good part. Like, good thing doing it in, like, two parts because the pickup. I did the pickup twice. Mm -hmm. Like it's get used to, if you get used to the pickup, you're good. So. Yeah, the pick is really the the hardest part, and it's really to the knees that is the hardest. Yeah, everything else just kind of kind of flows. Mandatory, yeah. Um, so if you can get better at that, then you're okay. And you did it in jeggings. Yeah, and and, and jeans. Yeah, you call them jeans. They're they're called jeggings because them shits are stretchy. They're called skinny jeans. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. they're skinny fat people jeans. And they stretch. <laughs> That's what they're for. Listen, it's, the only, it's, the only, it's the only fashionable jeans I can wear without tearing them in the ass or something. So, True, because jeans are just not built for us normal people. No. So they're built for those skinny, weird-looking people. Yeah. So it's all right. Um, so if you want to win Iceland's Strongest Man, mm -hmm. who are you going to have to beat? If you know the Hathor has to be out, mm -hmm. who do you have to beat? Um, I, would get, I would say my main rivals were... Has, has to be uh, Aethorf, the guy that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, Plays second, nice and strong man. Uh, this guy called Oscar, he's my friend as well. Competes. It's top three contender, top four. And of course, Seifus, I would have to beat him. Mm. Which that, I, which that, I, that might be kind of tough. I believe I can do it. So when do you think you can beat Seifus? Uh, When's that going to happen? Are we talking like in a month or two? or It's, it's a different question because he's coaching me, so he could just... Not allow me. Oh, you think he he might just be coaching you yeah. just to where you could almost beat him? Yeah, he, could be, he could be foiling me a little bit, just, just like just yeah. enough until he retires and he's like, okay, no, no, we'll we'll mm -hmm. turn it all the way on yeah, now, yeah. and that'll be it. Nah, not realistically. I think I should. I could uh, give him a run for his money next year, maybe. Next year's quick. Mm -hmm. To twenty seven, that would be fast. Mm -hmm. So are you looking to win by like twenty eight, twenty nine? Mm, yeah before I'm 30 yeah I would like to win Ice Strongest Man and then if you were to win Ice and Strongest Man as if you know Half Thor decides to not do it 
Uh, yeah. Because he's still got a lot of years left. I mean, he's not uh, he's not out by any means. No, well, he has. Uh, he's not out, but he has talked about he wants to win his t- ten titles in a row. Mm-hmm. He has nine now. He's talked about wanting to win ten in a row, and then. Pass the torch. Did anybody else get ten? No one has got ten. No, I don't think so. Yeah, the longevity is is hard in the sport and a row as well. Yeah, it's ten a dec- in a row. That's is... a decade of no one else winning but have one. Yeah, that's tough. It, it is. It that is. is tough. Yeah. I mean, he does have you know eight top threes at uh, at worlds. Yeah, he's arguably the probably the best strongman that has come around. In, overall, in my opinion, like Cedrunas well, is obviously the king. Of all strong things, men, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he's won more than anybody in yeah. anything. And but every fucking federation doesn't if, matter. Of course, yeah. From but, but, ISSA but, but, to Worlds to yeah. the Arnolds to... Doesn't every matter. single competition. Yeah. But just, I think, just or in terms of just strong men, like the talent, that's half Thor's a good second there. So... I think I think he needs a few more of those Worlds titles and a few more Arnolds. Yeah, titles, to, to titles do that. talk, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's yeah. That's thing. Like, Tom Brady has talked about being the GOAT because he has six fucking rings. And it's not Tom Brady. Right. It's Bill Belichick. I mean, let, let's be honest. But if you don't follow football, then you don't give a fuck. Nope. So you don't give a fuck. Nope. So good. We're getting off that subject real quick. Um, you but call, no. You call it football? For whatever reason. Um, it's some, rugby, right? It's not rugby. It's football. You kick. So it's a round ball that you kick with your feet? No. Oh. So it's handball. But it's not. Because you do kick the ball. Once, no, twice. There's more than more than once or twice. All right, you'll do it like once a series. Uh, right. You have to kick the ball to start your series, uh, or to finish your series. So what do you call actual football? Uh, oh, that soccer shit. Oh, soccer. We call that soccer. Why this name came up to be like this? Fuck if I know, but I just know I enjoy that sport. America, the sport of American football. Mm-hmm. We'll just call it American. American football. football right. But in any case, moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next subject. Um, what are the sports did you play like as a kid? I was a, I was a, an obese child, to say the least. So I didn't really play many sports. I guess closing into the tween years, like 12, 13, I, uh, the first sport I tried was, I believe, swimming. Hmm. Yeah. They're pretty good at that, actually. Swimmer. So you're, you're like a, a little Eddie Hall. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, you, you, I wasn't as talented as Eddie Hall in swimming. I mean, he was the he was the national champion and shit there, like Olympics low. Yeah, he was pretty good. Like I competed twice, I think, placed decently. And then that was it. That was it. Yeah. So what'd you do after swimming? I did Taekwondo. Hmm. Did pretty good there. Okay. How, how many years did you do that? Did it for two years, I think. Yeah. Got to the black belt and then I quit. You got your black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah. In two years. Two years. That seems extremely fast. You can take a test. The first, like the yellow belt, the red belt, the orange belt, they're all get them really quick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, two years I did that. Nice. So after that? After that, I believe I went into powerlifting. So you were, what, 16, 17? I was seventeen, yeah, seventeen when I started. So, what was your what was your drive to say? I want to go pick up heavy shit and put it down. Um, I was always interested in strongman. Actually, 
I have been watching that since like I was probably 10. Mm-hmm. But uh started lifting weights at the gym. A coach noticed me, uh, gave me some tips, started coaching me. And I did fairly, fairly decent at powerlifting, considering my weight. It was like 80, 90 kilos. Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned to him that I wanted to actually like try strongman. And he just said, forget about it. I was like, oh, why? Like, you're too short for it. You, you can't, you can't do strongman. And I was like, well, because I've been watching strongman for a long time. I was like, well, Derek Poundstone isn't that much taller than me. Like, I stood next to the guy, and we're 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 similar size. He's taller than me, of course, but you know, mm-hmm. and he's one of the greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. He's won everything except the world. Uh, his Arnold title. Is uh, that was uh, what year was that? Oh, it didn't happen. That's right. So he hasn't won the Arnold, hasn't he? Uh-uh. I think he did win the Arnold. What year? Uh, they called up all the Arnold winners this Arnold, and yeah. Derek was there. So. Oh, I don't remember him winning an Arnold. Me, did though, had one of the early ones. Yeah, I think so. Before Zajonis started his reign. Because once, once Zajonis started, it was like nobody nobody else could even show up. He should have won World's Strongest Man, though. One of the strongest to never win Worlds, yeah. for sure. Um, but Marius was just better than him. 9, 9, 10, buddy. I'm sorry? 9, 9, 10. He won 9 and 10. The Arnold. Okay. My, fuck, I'm fucked up. That's okay. I'll Mench- get over you it. mentioned Marius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His reign sort of, like, I don't want to be, like, rude or anything, but that's when Sejuanus went to IFSA, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It and really was. A lot of top guys went to IFSA. A lot of top guys were in IFSA at the time. But Not, not taking away from the guy that he won World's First Man, but is he the best strongman? Not even not if even you're a, If you're a title counter, then... Then he's the best. Then he is. But, but if you look at just the, the performance themselves and what the weights were and what it was and not being a cardio contest and not being sponsored by You don't, you don't see many people talk about Marius when they talk about Strowman. And yet, he has to be in that discussion. He has to be a part of it because that was that was an era, you know, that we had. You know, it's, it's like saying, you, you talk about the legends of, of the sport, not mentioning Bruce Wilhelm. He's still, he's still a part of it. That's because that's there. just old, old, you know, people, you know. Mm-hmm. But Marius was a part of Strongman. Yeah. He was a big reason why in the 2000s people even knew what Strongman was. Because he was the face. Mm, true. Or the body of Strongman. Because it was all sponsored by Metrex, which he was sponsored by. And then he didn't get sponsored by them anymore. And then they fell. Mm. Because they wouldn't sponsor any of the Strongman. No, they're not. Because Strongman don't look like him. They no. look like us. They look like us. Well, like hey, normal people. Come on. You know, a little bit of a belly. Just a t- you know, just a tiny bit. Just a tiny yeah. bit, you know. Unless you count like half Thor, who looks like a fucking Greek god, who's also eleven feet tall, mm-hmm. um, which is ridiculous. How tall was Marius? Um, he wasn't that tall. Was he? he was like six six one, um, so an inch he or two taller tall. than you. Okay. Of your expected height, of your suspected height. My real. Height. I think there's lifts in those shoes. I think there's mm-hmm. something in there because mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it. But I mean, I'll, I'll buy it. Five eleven. I'll go with it. People don't see the truth always. Come on. Mm-mm. Never That's... do, but no, I think he's he was like six one, um, so he wasn't overly tall. Mm. But I think 
when you were getting into it, the age that you were, and you said, I wanted to start to be a strongman, mm-hmm. that was the birth of fucking giants of the sport. Yeah. You know, everybody's that's going to win is going to be nearly two meters. But Basically, yeah. Martins is not that tall. Vitalis Lawless is the same height as me. Yeah. And he's the last one to be really be under six foot that I think that is one. Uh, Demitar's not very tall. Um, Graham, was, Graham Hicks is the same height as me. And a great presser. Absolutely. Amazing. Doesn't, yeah. yeah. Doesn't have to go very high. So no. that helps. Ugh, you know. But when you look at, when people look at the, the strongman world from the outside in, they see Shaw. They see Half Thor. They, they see, see the monsters. They see the monsters. Mm-hmm. Eddie Hall fits into that only because he was 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. But he was only like 6'3". Yeah. So, I've stood next to him. It doesn't feel like he's overly tall. I feel like he's shorter than he was. Mm. Um, with all the weight, I think, being off of him now. I think he, yeah. I feel like he's stretching out a little bit, but he had that longer torso. He was just built a little bit differently. He's built like a swimmer that happened to put on 200 pounds of just straight muscle onto a swimmer's frame. Um, but when you look at the sport, you you think the freak show, you think yeah. the monsters. Mm-hmm. But you see, you live here, you're used to that shit. Yeah, I started strongman competing with half four, so that's a scary fucking way to go. Still, oh, first contest that I'm competing against that guy? That's the thing. We, Son of a bitch. We don't yeah. have amateur competitions. or We just have the pros. You have to jump in the deep, deep end, basically. Yeah, so your your advice is pretty much just don't suck. Yeah, you, like my first competitions, I, I failed many opening lifts mm-hmm. in many events. And I just had to suck it up. How'd that feel? Did, did anybody like ridicule you or you know what did they were they were they down on you about it or was it more of a hey man you're doing good you'll get better but a bit of both i've got i've gotten like yeah it'll, you know you just have to stick to it but i've also gotten uh stuff like you know oh your deadlift sucks yeah your back your everything incorporating back kind of sucks because you know my injury when i was younger and uh that was probably my weakest point was the deadlift Mm-hmm. Absolutely, just by far. Atlas stones, all that, my weakest. So everything posterior chain was just trash. Yeah, and uh, I've had to work really tensely on that to get that up. And um, obviously throwing events, because, you know, throwing events are only for tall people to succeed at. That's that's kind of where they are. But so are atlas stones. I mean, if if they're, as the, as the standards go in the world's, yeah, you know, with it being seventy-two inches yeah, or yeah, almost yeah, yeah. two meters, and then coming down um, yeah. in, in the world standard, basically. But like the majority of what we do in the states, nothing's over fifty-four inches. So, Siggy, how how tall is fifty-four inches? Fifty-four inches. I'm not sure. I want to say like not quite a meter and a half, less than. Um, mm. a meter is like thirty-nine. I want to say like one point three, maybe. Uh, one forty. No, that's not that. That's, that's, that's not that bad. But that okay. standard for most guys is anything over a bar to a platform. It's about that height. And for women, it's about that much shorter. So like seven. Like I've had to like train ten centimeters shorter. Like there's stones here at Thor's Garden, and uh, I think the tallest platform is like really fucking tall. It's like one eighty, one ninety. Mm-hmm. Like right at seventy two, mm-hmm. seventy two inches. Right at six feet is yeah. where it is. Yeah. I've. Uh, did the I did I did this the lightest stone here, well, the lightest stone that was worth anything. It's like one twenty kilos. So that's a decent fucking stone to be the lightest one in the gym. It's the lightest one I consider to be the lightest one. 
there is a hundred kilo one, but that's just like small and uncomfortable. Yeah, I've I've had to press basically like Atlas stone it up, and mm -hmm. press it over. I've managed to do that. Yeah, just don't use your face to stop it. No, use the momentum. Know. Yeah, definitely don't use your face because that's no. uh, that's a good way to fuck your shit I up. I can fuck your shit up. Yeah. Yeah, Liam might be like, hey, bro, mm -hmm. I need mm -hmm. to fix that shit and then yeah. come back see me. Otherwise. I gotta go. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks to be you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't come in there looking like fucking hamburger helper. That's mm -hmm. not gonna work. Um, so your strongman career has been short, mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel like it's got some longevity to it because you're you're concerned about injury. Mm -hmm. You want to try to train the right way to try mm -hmm. to have that longevity. What do you say to the other new kids that are out there now that are you know, in their teens and thinking, man, I really want to get a strongman, mm -hmm. but I'm not that fucking strong. What is your advice to them, you know, be it if it's for my son or for anyone in the fucking world, mm -hmm. what, what should be their first step? Find someone who knows what they're doing. Really, really knows. So not somebody doing. who just fucking did a one strongman show and is now a coach and offering online coaching? Not just someone who considers himself <laughs> done one competition. So now, I mean, they're an expert now. Clearly, they've done yeah, one contest. obviously. And it was a novice contest, so they, uh, they know mm -hmm. what they're doing now, and they're clearly the greatest coach in the world. Of course. I mean, so how do you recommend they find that kind of coach? I mean, if you have someone in mind, just take a look at what he's done. Take a look at maybe his... I mean, education is not really that important to me. Just experience. Like, if he knows what he's doing, if he trains himself, just look at him. Look, look at him. If he's big and strong, maybe he knows what he's doing. And if he's successful, injury-free... Maybe it's worth looking at. I, I put more into the injury-free part mm -hmm. um, than the rest of it because some guys are big and strong just because they're fucking big and strong. Mm -hmm. And they just rest on those laurels and they're not really knowing how the fuck they got there. Yeah. And they'll just give you training that they did. And that doesn't necessarily work for you. No. You know, they've got to be able to adapt and change to what you need. You know, if you get a kid who comes in here and he's, you know, 160 centimeters... And he's fucking 50 kilos. Mm -hmm. I want to do strongman. You're going to have to approach that a little bit differently yeah. than the guy who comes in here who's fucking two meters yeah. and, you know, 150 kilos. I've heard the saying, like, everyone can do powerlifting in terms of lifting sports. Everyone well, can do powerlifting, but... That's because they give a trophy to everybody, yeah. so it's okay. Strongman, not everyone can do strongman. No. I feel like anybody can compete in strongman. Anybody can accomplish the task of doing strongman. Yeah, but but yeah. not everybody can be competitive. No, um, for a lot of people, strongman is a hobby, and it's yeah. something, something you can have fun with because it's not just throwing weights in the gym. You know, you're doing other stuff. You're having you're having a good time. So at contests, you can have a blast. You don't have to finish first every time. No, you don't have to be the dominant guy. No, but you can enjoy strongman. Yeah, like I. Sort of started with like a hobby. It is a hobby still, but it started as like a hobby mindset. Like in my mind, it was a hobby, but now I just I'm obsessed with it. It's it's the only thing I see myself doing and want to do. So yeah. So what happens if that uh, if that fire fades? What what what's next? What do you what do you do? I don't know. I can't really see anything else. Do anything <laughs> you else? Just can't, can't look past that. No. Actually, you can't, no. Not at the moment. That's good. Well, you still have both biceps. I mean, I could become a stripper. You know, I don't know. You could. Uh, are there a lot of male <laughs> strip clubs here? Uh, I've not seen any, nor have I been looking. No idea. 
No idea. You haven't like Googled that yet? No. I'm, there's got to be one, right? Probably, yeah. I mean, you do have the massive population of 330,000 people. Massive, yeah. Massive. Which small small little town. In all the of US. our cities have that. But, you know, <laughs> most, a lot of our towns have that. They have city status and they have that much people. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the strongman community that's here in Iceland, how would you describe it? Um, small but strong. They're not really that many guys, but quality guys. They all they all take care of each other. Is it like more like a family base, or we, is it? I would say we are like a family. We are very close. We're not really enemies to anyone. So We're all good friends. If somebody's beating you, you don't think of them and go, "Man, I hope this guy fucking trips and falls." I want to win, so I want this guy to fall down. I never, never, I never wish for injury or like mishaps, but. Sometimes I do think like, just please, fail. Just suck this one time. Just this one time for me, buddy. Yeah. So. But the, but then again, you don't want to win something, knowing that the person fucked up, and that's the reason you won. Right. Because what I find a lot in, in a lot of our American contests is, the guy who just got nine reps in the log, the next guy's going. He's the only one left, and he's just got nine and tied for first. Mm. The guy that I see screaming the loudest for him to get the tenth one is the other guy who has nine. Exactly. Because they want him to be their best. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, when I was competing, which has been a little while, I'm, I'm, there might be a comeback coming. We'll see how this goes. Like that. Like stem cells plus surgery, I think it, it could happen. I like that. Um, you know, when, if I beat somebody, I want them to be at their absolute best. Yeah. I don't want any asterisks. I don't want any, well, but this happened. I well, there's always that. those you know, fuck those guys. Yeah. But I want them to go, fuck, I did great today, but mm -hmm. you did better. That is the most satisfying feeling. I've had that happen to me this summer. Like, mm -hmm. I beat some guys that I, they were pretty unhappy that I beat them, but I beat them fair and square. And Well, they should have been better. Yeah. I mean, the, the best piece of advice you can ever get, and this is just me personally thinking, the best piece of advice you can ever get on game day is don't fucking suck. Yeah. Because the training's already done. All the work's been put in. You're not going to get any stronger that day. You're not going to find the new magical technique that no. you've never tried before. Oh well, yeah, we day. have those guys. Yeah, they think, oh, this is going to mm -hmm. be the, this is going to be the thing that just sets me apart from. We're going to reinvent else. the wheel. Yeah, no, 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 you're not. If you haven't been doing it for the past six months and fucking training every day and figuring it out, it's not going to come to you on that Saturday. Think what my my biggest biggest downfall in terms of competing is my head like mm -hmm. stuff gets to my head a lot and it's kind of spirals I've, I've learned to kind of drop that this summer and I, it went really well this summer for me personally because I just I focused on me and I didn't let negative shit that happened affect me mm -hmm. it stays what it is and uh, I, I, I live by a, a fun little mantra feel free to Take it, accept it, morph it into what you want. Mm -hmm. But it's called ATP. Always think positive. Always think positive. Yeah, basically. I look at all the people that I've had in my life. They're all wonderful, fucking great people. Mm -hmm. You know why I have no negative people in my life? I don't let them live rent-free in my head. Exactly. So all I have is fucking amazing people. So I'm super lucky that everybody that I meet is awesome. That's um, awesome. Because there's no negatives. They Surround just, yourself with people that you... Are basically yourself. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I mean, I'm extremely lucky. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can look at stuff. 
Um, but when you're at the contest, man, just just turn your brain off. Yeah. Just have fun. You can look at the other guys warming up and think, oh shit, they're doing it real easy. Yeah. Or you can just think like, they're burning over- themselves out. I'm not going to overthink this. Just go do you. Mm-hmm. You know, what What I find a lot, um, and like we did uh, Masters in Vegas uh, a, few, a couple weeks ago, and what I would see is people would get nervous and they go out there and they warm up. Yeah. Like, hey guys, we're starting this event in two hours. We have another event to go before we do that. Mm-hmm. And they're out there trying to warm up on the shit that's in two hours. Shit. And somebody would come up and go, are we doing that now? Uh, no. It's chill. We're, we're doing that two hours. Go lay down before yeah. you hurt yourself. And they go, oh good, I'm going to get a nap in. I was like, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Don't go mess with stuff you don't need to do. Precisely. And try to overthink yourself. Yeah. Because when you see those guys that are hitting stuff in warm-ups and they're killing it. Mm-hmm. They're probably wearing themselves out. Yeah. So when it comes time for, for game time, they're going to fuck up. Yeah. And then the number that they were expecting to hit, which they were just hitting in warm-ups, is not there. Didn't happen, no. But if you know how your process is, you know what your coach is going to say, because he'll be over there kicking you in the ass. Huh? He's sitting over here behind us. Mm-hmm. So ready to kick you in the ass with his good foot. <laughs> um, just focus on what he says. Yeah. And I really don't think you'll have that much of a problem. No. I mean... When, when great things like are happening to you, you get, if you don't get criticize, criticism for it, it means it's not great enough. Like, it's not good enough. I've, I've gotten criticism for how I train and, you know, what path I chose for strongman training. And, you know, I've, they've said something that I train too easy and I, you know, I'm not hard enough on myself. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm hard enough on myself. I don't push myself to death, like, in training. Well, they also don't know what's going on in your head either. No, that's the thing. They're not. They don't live there. No. And you shouldn't necessarily let those people live there. They don't it get to be. Happens free. sometimes when they push, like you know, just go for this number. Just go for the number now. Mm-hmm. Like the, last week, I was. I asked my coach if I could uh, bench press, and he said it doesn't fit in the program. We'll think about it later. But I just thought, no, I want to bench press. Hadn't done it many, many, many months, like eight months. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna go for like. A moderate number, maybe 160, 70. Mm-hmm. Kilos, not pounds. Kilos, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone was there, half Thor, Stephen Sully, my, my guys that I compete with. And everything felt super light. 170, super light, 180, super light. So I just decided to go 200. It's like 440 mm-hmm. pound bench. Did that fairly comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a log, a heavy log, in two days after that. Which I was here for. Which you were here for. Mm-hmm. And you saw how much I cried after that. Yeah. I saw a little bit of butt hurtedness. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of sulking because mm-hmm. uh, you didn't hit the number you thought you were going to. No, I hit the number. I just didn't hit it. Like the way you wanted? The way I wanted. No. <laughs> yeah. It, it took like two, three times to try to get it. It took the second attempt to get it. I was supposed yeah. to do it three times, but I only did it once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, something else I've noticed about you, too, is if you don't hit the numbers, the amount that you want, mm-hmm. you seem to be a little upset about it. Yeah. And something that I try to tell you on deadlift day was when you hit one of the two numbers you were supposed to hit mm-hmm. was one good rep is so much better than two shitty ones. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. if you can do it once really well, you could probably do it three times shitty. Probably, yeah. So save that shit for contest day. Yeah, that makes sense. When it's got to be something different, but in training, it should always be perfect. Well, I'm not. I'm not as much disappointed I didn't get it as just 
thinking I should be better at this time. I think I think in times like I should be better. Like okay, I didn't get the number, but it should be more comfortable. Because then it gets in my head sometimes. Okay, I'm getting tired. That's not good. Mm-hmm. So. But are you really tired though? I've been competing like since June. And like what five competitions something like that. A little bit tired, but you know. But you've only been competing since June. Yeah, but many competitions. It's like five competitions in that. Yeah, but it only been competing since June. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to beat half the work in fuck five months. Well, no. Because you got to remember, you know, he's just, been at this for how many years? About a decade now. A little over. A little now. over that. Sigfus has been doing it for even longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to think. You have to put in your time. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've got a lot more time to put in. You're still yeah. super young. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of time to go, okay, this is what's working. Let me just keep doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, keep your nose to the grindstone. I think you're going to do fine. You're already a strong guy. We've established that. Um, and you didn't lift the same stone that I didn't lift today. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. That makes me feel a little bit better about myself. Um, but, you know, you just got to really keep that mindset of it's coming. Yeah. Just wait. I, I know it will come. It's just... You're impatient. You want it now. Yeah. Right meow. Yeah. Spoken like a true millennial. True millennial. Yeah. So <laughs> and on that note, um, anything else you want to say to the the fans, the listeners, any of your own private fans, any messages, shout outs, anything you want to say to any of them? Not really sure I have any well, I don't know if I have any private fans. You might have. I'm not a superstar. Yet. I don't know. There's some bear hunters out there, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> you might have some fans you don't know about yet. No, just thanks for the support. And if you want to, for those who don't know, check me up on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter or anything. I just have Facebook and Instagram. Let's yeah. spell that Instagram out for them because they're going to fuck up and put a K and a J in there. Yeah, it's Christian Strongman. So K R I S T J A N. Strongman. All one word. Pretty easy to find. Real mm-hmm. good looking guy in that front picture. So. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful guy. <laughs> so man thank you for coming out I really appreciate you spending time with us um, and sharing you know a little bit of your story with the rest of the world yeah likewise man